Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. It is Tuesday the 24th of August. News breaking this morning that MB has announced that MIQ rooms will not be opened up anymore, or at least uh, will be paused temporarily, potentially for a couple of days. This is not just new rooms that are opening up, but also cancelled bookings that are re-offered to the market. Obviously, for the last uh, few months, there's been intense pressure on the more limited MIQ space to the point where there are extraordinary stories of New Zealanders who want to come home to visit dying relatives, uh, weddings, funerals, all sorts of things, uh, uh, operations in hospitals, um, just the most awful humanitarian stories, apart from the obvious um, restrictions on business travel. And this will intensify the pressure on our borders. Uh, It's clear that uh, with Delta being so infectious, and now significant focus on whether there was uh, accidental transmission from within MIQ to people walking past the Crown Plaza. Uh, that shows you how infectious it is and how difficult it is to keep out. And it's clear that MB and the government are looking at tightening further the restrictions on the border. And obviously, the fewer people they have coming through MIQ, the lower the chance of a leakage from MIQ. In future. And of course, um, we had on Friday the proposal from some epidemiologists that we actually look at temporarily pausing international flights altogether. Obviously, there are still a few coming in, particularly for freight, but also for uh, those few people who are able to make it back. And that would be a significant um, tightening of Fortress New Zealand. Elsewhere in news over the last 24 hours on the economic front, we've seen data out of China, the United States and Australia, uh, which were all weaker than expected yesterday. Factory production and orders uh, data, the so-called purchasing manager indices, all weaker than expected. The Delta outbreaks overseas are really hurting um, the uh, consumer confidence and also a lot of the Supply chain issues are continuing to be a problem, and uh, that is slowing um, demand for all sorts of products and taking pressure off inflation. Ironically, uh, stock markets hit further record highs this morning. Remember that uh, when the economy slows, investors realize that means stimulation from central banks will go on for longer, i.e. more money printing, low interest rates. And so people buy stocks because they feel confident that the central bank has their back, which has certainly been the case for the last decade or so. So what does this all mean for us? Well, um, I report on this purely to say that uh, if we are going to stick with the elimination strategy and um, deal with COVID, that means that our borders need to be even tighter and that it's possible that our lockdowns, be them level four, level three, We'll have to go on longer to ensure that um, we keep this uh, a Delta outbreak under control. Meanwhile, the longer that goes on, the more stress that goes on to our economy, and we're seeing stress on global economies. That means the long expected, well, when I say long expected, a couple of months, expected hikes in interest rates from the Reserve Bank recede further and further into the distance, 
What does all that mean? Well, home buyers, remember, and they have plenty of equity now after the 30% rise in house prices over the last year, they are now increasingly using their spare time while at home to look at buying more properties. So estate agents reported this morning that there has been a significant surge in interest from home buyers to uh, buy properties. And uh, that, again, um, shows that uh, low interest rates for longer help pump up asset prices. And we seem to be back where we were during the lockdowns when back a year ago, a lot of people were wondering whether house prices would fall. Uh, now our expectation is that when we have a lockdown, house prices rise. Why? Because interest rates stay lower for longer. Also, just look out uh, later today in the uh, um, the Kaka Doom Chorus in the text version, we've got comments from Sean Hendy in which he says that uh, the one scenario is that we could see as high as a thousand cases here in New Zealand, not per day in total. Uh, that um, we're also watch out for a scoop from Thomas Coglin. Uh, you might recall that New Zealand was among those developed countries that opposed the removal of. IP protections on COVID drugs. Um, this would, of course, have made it much easier and cheaper for developing countries to get hold of COVID vaccines. New Zealand was on the side of the drug companies, and one of the reasons is they wanted to protect the intellectual property of various businesses in New Zealand, such as Fisher & Paykel Healthcare. Uh, also, um, we're getting close to the end of free trade agreements uh, talks with uh, Britain. Britain came out last night with um, a bunch of details about what they're offering. Uh, obvious by the absence was any comment on what they want to do with beef, lamb and dairy uh, quotas and restrictions for New Zealand exports to Britain. And that will be um, a key focus for everyone there in those talks, which in theory is supposed to end at the end of August, which is uh, next um, Tuesday. Uh, also watch out for a piece on uh, on the FT. I know it's um, it's it's locked, but it's well worth looking at uh, the problems in Israel, where um, they were the first to go Pfizer only and the first to vaccinate in large part because they did a deal with Pfizer to be a big guinea pig, and uh, that worked for them to start with. They got a vaccination up to over eighty percent in some key areas, particularly amongst the most vulnerable, the older. But what they're seeing now is a significant drop off in the effectiveness of Pfizer, particularly amongst those older uh, people who have had the double dose. And so now they're doing their um, uh, booster shots from Pfizer. It does beg some questions about whether our Pfizer only strategy is the right one and also is creating some nagging concerns that there is a drop off in the effectiveness of vaccinations after you know six months or so. Um, so look out for more comments from the manufacturing sector, really just driving home how frustrating it is for them to see sports people and movie makers getting access to MIQ rooms above those people doing business. Um, heaven help, of course, all of those people in humanitarian situations coming home for funerals and um, dying relatives. Um, also watch out, uh, it looks like Three Waters continuing to be in trouble. This is a new one from the Hawke's Bay where the councils there have come back with their own idea for their, for their own water authority. 
Um, Nanaya Mahut has got some issues there, I think. Uh, now we've got Auckland, North Auckland, Hawke's Bay um, very much against it. And the question is whether she has to drive it through. Um, also, um, keep, there's some good long reads in here, uh, particularly on Sydney. Um, I hadn't occurred to me, but all of those houses they build in Sydney have dark roofs, which of course suck in the sun. And uh, there's a move afoot to change to light coloured roof coverings in Australia, which seems like an obvious one. Um, again, part of the climate change story. Um, have a read too of Rodney Jones's latest comments about Delta, essentially saying that people are being too optimistic about how long these lockdowns might last and whether that we can beat it. And, um, you know, we're looking at a long lockdown. Some news out of Australia. Try and keep a close eye on Australia because, A, we don't open up until they do. And secondly, uh, they are in a different situation, um, complicated and much more difficult than ours uh, by the New South Wales outbreak, which pretty much seems to be out of control. There's a debate that now there about when they choose to, quote, live with COVID. Um, Scott Morrison, who's a liberal, conservative, um, national in our, in our terms, he's the federal um, prime minister. So um, Australia obviously has a federal and state system, which means there's a lot more power in the states. And uh, currently, um, New South Wales is run also by a Liberal, Gladys Berejiklian, who has been very much of the view hard lockdowns are very damaging and we don't want to do them. And that's part of the reason why they were slow to lock down with this outbreak and it got out of control. Now, Scott Morrison is saying to Australians that there needs to be uh, a move towards opening up after 70% uh, uh, as a threshold for vaccination, you can open up a little bit, and 80% you open up completely. And an awful lot of pushback now from other states, particularly those with Labour premiers. So in Victoria, uh, where they're in lockdown at the moment, Western Australia, and uh, Queensland, where they have been much more effective than New South Wales at keeping it under control. So keep an eye on that one. Um, some interesting uh, research cited by The Guardian about the potential number of deaths if they choose to open up at the 70 and 80 percent thresholds remember we don't have a threshold here yet uh, judith collins would like the government to have one but uh, we don't have one here yet okay that was the dawn chorus i am bernard hickey uh, for the kaka uh, this is a daily um sort of roundup of what i think's news today uh, things to watch out for and it's going to be for subscribers only from September the 21st, but it's free to all at the moment. All those people who have signed up to the uh, email list will be, get, will be getting a weekly wrap-up, if you like, of uh, what I think was news in the week. But uh, for subscribers, it will be this Dawn Chorus plus everything else that I do during the week. So, we'll catch you tomorrow. Ka kite anō.